Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. I feel like... I'm happy that Spider-Verse is on Netflix, but it's also have it's been making me upset seeing the people who are just now watching it. Yeah, because it's like everyone told you it was good. Yeah. Why'd you wait so long? Exactly. And like someone was like, oh, Spider-Verse, I just saw it. It's amazing. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. That shit has been out. It's been out. I I I got upset at myself for letting it come to Netflix and that being only the second time I watched it. Yeah, facts. Like, that's how I was like, I, I until it, like, when it left theaters, I was like, I'm so mad I didn't go see that again. Like, in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and get to enjoy that movie again in the theater. It is it is such a good fuck. I, you know, I, I, um, I mean, I'm sure it's okay to say this, but I, I edit Nerdificent. So, like, I listened to all the episodes before and they just did one on Spider-Man. I guess I could have just said I listened to the Spider-Man episode of Nerdificent, but they said something very good, like, off the air, uh, which is we're in, like, a golden age of Spider-Man right now. Oh, you yeah, got, definitely. Like, you got the, the PlayStation game, yep. the Tom Holland uh, MCU Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which they're making into a TV show now uh, as well, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Like we're in such a golden age of good Spider-Man content, which is pretty dope. And I, and I think that some people need to put some respect on Tom Holland's name. He's great. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I saw um, the most recent movie, Far From Home, mm-hmm. and dude, it's really good. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's good. It's, yeah, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it. I was I was talking about it on some other pods. It's insane how thematically sound that movie is. Mm-hmm. To have it be like he's feeling this imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. and then I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But then he kind of... Also, at this point, it's been out like two weeks. I'm not going to spoil it, Jaquees. <laughs> yeah. I have principles. And also, Jaquees, that's weird to me that you're just like, I'm down to spoil it. After you went on rant after rant about how niggas couldn't talk about Game of Thrones on the internet. <laughs> that was the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you went on rant. I, to, I was like, Jaquees, at this point, I hope someone spoils it for you. Two weeks? If I have to, re- if I have to read another Jaquees, don't spoil Game of Thrones tweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to text you a spoiler myself right now. Two weeks, though? <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, but like, I thought it was so thematically sound. Yeah. Uh, and it was a fun movie. And also, not to spoil it, but that mid credit scene yes. shook me. Yes. I, it, was, it was probably yeah. the best mid credit scene that Marvel has done. Yeah, my uh, jaw dropped. Right up there. I was just sitting there, like, shocked. Like, yeah. wait, what happened? Like, all of it. All of yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, just, like, beat after beat of yeah. just, like, wait, what, whoa, whoa. What, what, what? And then, like, the biggest reveal was yeah. so, my entire theater just, like, lost their shit. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> like, it was so dope, dude. I'm also uh, in love with Zendaya now. I, dude, I've I've been on, uh, you know this, Edgar, but I've been on Zendaya well, for a while. You shouldn't have been. That's I mean, <laughs> what, it's, why? Why? Because of how old you are. I, as a fan, I'm not saying I want to fucking date the woman, but that's, also that's wrong. She's she's been all right. We gonna go there. She's been <laughs> 18 for six. She's been older than 18 for six years. So for six no, years, I can appreciate her work. No, she hasn't. How old is she? She's 22 years old. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you a criminal, Jaquise? For two of those years, you've been a criminal. <laughs> 
criminal. <laughs> no, but I tell you when I actually did start to appreciate Zendaya. Uh, just watches Dancing with the Stars, and she was on that show maybe like four or five years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, like 2014 or some shit like that. Borderline. And, uh, right at that age. <laughs> right at that age. And uh, we went to a live taping of it, like the finals. Oh, nice. And so obviously everybody was just very good. Right. But also just like being there and seeing like beautiful dancing. <laughs> and she was the only one I didn't know. Yeah. Who was in it because it was an athlete. And it was Kelly Pickler from American Idol. I knew her. I knew it, it was uh it was Kelly Pickler. And then... um. The chick from the Olympics who won the gold medal. Um, gosh, I forget. Um, the, I, part don't wanna, of the, I don't want to. Gabby something? Not Gabby. Uh-huh. It was the, the, no, the, the, one, the team that won in, two, like, in 2012. Not the Fab Five? The Fab Five. But that's Simone. No, she wasn't a part of the Fab Five. What? She was, she was The Fab Five was like the one right before. This girl was also. now. See, now, now I want to know. Her yeah, now we gotta know her name. Is she the one who had the meme? Have... That was like the smirking meme? Not, no, but okay. she was on the same team. Okay. Yeah, she was on the same team. It wasn't Gabby. It was... Or the final five. Simone was in the final five. Well, she, so maybe maybe I'm talking about... Here, let me see. Is Simone... Both of them were in the final five. Simone, Gabby... <laughs> no, I'm, you're uh, talking Lori about... Lori Hernandez, Madison Cochin... The Fierce and... Five. The Fierce Five. You're talking about this most recent team. The Fierce Five, it was Allie Raisman. Okay. Allie Raisman. And they're called the Fierce Five? And they were called the F- Fierce Five. And the Fat Five was the one from like... Oh, yeah, you're right. The, the, fir- the Fierce Five is 2012. Yeah. Final Five is 2016. Yeah. Uh, so she was in it. But, and okay. guess like, what? Gabby Douglas was in both of them. She was. She's dope. She's dope. She's an American hero. Put some respect on her name. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's when I was like, oh, I like this girl. I like this girl. Uh, and I just... I, I think she is... Our next great black, uh, like powerhouse actress. Oh, of course. Yeah, I which is that. which is so dope. She is this generation's Halle Berry, but I think she's gonna be longer sustaining than Halle Berry. Unfortunately, I, I, uh, and I'm not gonna even front. I didn't, I didn't like when she was casting the first Spider Man. Like not after I saw it, but when I heard that was in that, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, okay, Ooh. Disney, Disney. <laughs> the, this is what happens when Disney owns things. But it was the right choice. Yeah, she's, she's great. I, in my opinion, she's the best Mary Jane we've ever had. Yeah, because every other Mary Jane wasn't awkward and weird. Like yeah. Mary Jane was all supposed to be a nerd too. Right. Yeah. And they always played her as like the sweet, beautiful girl next door type. But that's not her. That's more uh, the other girl. What's her name? Gwen Stacy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Gwen Stacy's supposed to be that, not Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I thought it's it's a good casting. I also like that they didn't reveal it until the end of the first movie, which I thought was pretty dope. I think we knew, like we knew going in, but the reveal was very fun. Yeah, uh, it was just like oh, my friends call me MJ, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas like oh, she's not Mary Jane Watson, but she's MJ because mm-hmm. uh, her name isn't Mary Jane in right. the in the new Spider Man, yeah. the Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, dude. I, I'm loving. I'm loving like where we at. I that. Listen, I tried to play Red Dead Redemption. Too slow for me. And maybe, <laughs> listen, listen, I will hear, uh, let me, Edgar, uh, let me, let me, <laughs> let me give you this. Let me give you this caveat. I did make the mistake of playing it 
the second at right trying to play it the second time I went through and played Spider Man again. I did the, the same thing. Spider Man is so much, and the, but this was my first ever Red Dead. See, you have played Red Dead before, of so you I'm appreciate a big Red Dead it. fan. Mm-hmm. And like Rockstar over everything. At, but see, I'm a GTA guy too, so I'm expecting. I, I'm fresh off of Spider Man, and I'm expecting some shit like GTA. And the first fucking ten hours of play of that Red Dead is just fucking slow. It's very slow. <laughs> like, it's it just starts slow, slow as shit, dude. The first three chapters is just you kind of just hanging out. Yeah, going slow. around, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I'm sure this is good, but I, I just need a break. <laughs> like, I need a break from games, and I'll pick this back up. Remember when at people? Some point. Remember when people were patient, Jeff? Remember those days? <laughs> <laughs> remember oh, when people? Oh, now you want to patient? And when people used to try and like? <laughs> yeah, remember when people used to try? Remember when we didn't need one track, and then you know why we move on so fast from tracks? <laughs> Uh, Look, I get it. Okay, the top is slow, but Jaquise is so worth it. It's worth it. Listen, I I am fully acknowledging that I bet the game will probably be one of the best that I've ever played. I just can't. I tried it. It was too slow. I put it down, and I haven't gone back to it yet. Now, here's what's trash is that I, I, I only acknowledge what you're saying because it happened to me and where I fucked up the first time I played it. And I just rushed through the story, which is a bad habit I'm trying to work on. And mm-hmm. because I rushed through the story, I lost all of, like, once you're on the other end of the story, a lot of the really dope open world uh, 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 things, features are gone. Yeah. Like, you can't mm-hmm. go back to them. Certain side missions are gone. Certain yes. characters you would do stuff with, you can't do those things with. Yeah, anymore. they're all gone. And so I was just like, let me start this shit over so I can go back and do it the right way. And mm-hmm. I got bored. I got bored of the fucking winter shit. And I was like, man, fuck this. I don't yeah. want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that I have more free time and you know, I'm I'm alone in my room <laughs> in the dark shadows, ordering Jamaican food from the same place every day. You need you need a friend, man. Sat down. A, I don't need a friend. Yeah, I need a job. <laughs> Sat down Jamaican on Western. Shout out. I order from you every day. I'm pretty sure y'all have caught on because y'all started putting extra stuff in the bag. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> Being like, this nigga's sad as fuck. Throw an extra Jamaican beef patty in there. I mean, uh, you just plugged them now, so they got to give you free yeah, stuff. Oh, they got to yeah. give you free stuff. Free but, shit, uh, man. It's a really good Jamaican spot. But I um, I don't know, man. It, it When you get to that part where it's just super open world, it's it's an endless it's an endless journey, Jaquise. It's beautiful. You can do anything. Yeah. You know what you should do? Yeah. And I already know that you're not going to do it because I've told you, get PlayStation Plus. Mm, I have PlayStation Plus. I've oh. had it for the past year. You What? That's not true because we've had conversations about like when, oh, I, that is true. Yeah. You just don't want to play against me. <laughs> I just don't. You don't want to play against me in 2K. Yeah, because okay. I'm well, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like, Jaquise, let's play 2K sometime. And you're always like, oh, I don't have it yet. Uh, but now I know you've been hiding. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have that. The last 2K game I have is 18. I, did I got 18. I got 18. Let's hop on. I'll whip that ass on any of them. I got all the way to 17, my nigga. Let's do it. Nah, bro. <laughs> Nah, bro. You tell me which one you want to get your ass beat, I'll get you. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I'll play you in 18 if you go buy MLB The Show. I'll buy we'll MLB play. The Show. Let's go. And we'll play that. We'll play that, and then we'll see who beats the other one more. Right. You ain't going to score. <laughs> oh, okay. score. You think you'll be out here throwing no hitters, huh? <laughs> I didn't say you ain't going to hit. I just say you ain't going to. You won't get many hits, okay. but you ain't going to score. <laughs> okay. Okay. What you Ooh. playing right now, Jeff? Uh, man. I play a lot of Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, with Zig. Good. I play with Zig a lot. Um I play I've been playing uh Breath of the Wild. 
Zelda on Twitch. Of course. Restarted of that. Of course, of course. Uh, Mario Maker, because I'm a sadist and I just can't not play that game and die <laughs> 80 million times. What's Mario Maker? So Mario Maker is a new game on the Switch. It's basically people make Mario levels. Mm-hmm. So you can make whatever you want from scratch. So people making like hard-ass levels where you got to do Kaizo tricks, which is like where you jump on a bomb and bounce and use the bomb to get across spikes and shit. So... Basically, they're making impossible levels where you have to have fantastic timing, which I do not. So I just play them until I'm like right at the point when I'm about to like snap my switch in half. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can I'm go good. to yeah. bed. <laughs> but it's like really hard. There's this game I have on my phone like that. It's called Crossy Road. Oh, you told me about Crossy Crossy Road. Road. I fucking hate Crossy Road. It makes me so mad because it's like that. It's it's designed to where you're not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I have a game like that. It's just called Baseball Bomb. And you just, it's a meter, and you just try to land it in the right spot in the meter, and then it hits the ball, and then it just goes far, and then you just have to keep bouncing it, and you just have to try to beat your own far distance. That sounds cool. But the thing that pisses me off is you'll finally hit, like, perfect, and you're going like, yeah, I'm going to hit it. And then you hit a fucking light post and then it yeah. just stops you. Yeah. <laughs> like, But then the ones where you fuck up and go into this open land and then just get lucky and go <laughs> like 50,000 yards, <laughs> which I hate it so much. Because then you want to get, but it, what always hates me, the same thing across it was like when you beat your new score, you're just like, right. fuck yeah, I'm going to try to beat it again. And the next one you die like. Immediately, yeah. And he's like, "God damn it! I just fucking how how is that possible?" Yeah, because it's not a repeatable skill. It's luck. It's luck, baby. Jeff, I want to tell you uh, one of the reasons why I fuck with you heavy, and I'm gonna introduce you to the listeners. Soon. Introduce this dope ass dude to the but listeners. I fuck with you so heavy because you know, Jaquise and I, I think we're nerd adjacent. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay. but you put on for like real black nerds, like you, like, and I think that that's. A, a, a space that is rising up right now and becoming more vocal and becoming more like we're going to be ourselves. We're going to like what we like. And like you a real one, like, you know what I mean? Because uh, I feel like not only do you care about the stuff, you're well versed in the stuff and with what you're doing right now, you're adding to the nerd culture as well, like in the spaces that you work in. And that's why, you're one of my favorite, like, you know, dudes on Twitter and stuff like that. Creator. And I always uh, uh, appreciate you. your takes on things and your insight on stuff. But we're talking to Jeff Trammell. Is that the perfect yep, way to that's say perfect. it? perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a uh, writer, creator. He writes on the Cartoon Network show, Craig of the Creek. He's also written on shows on Nickelodeon. Yep, Nickelodeon, Disney, Disney mm-hmm. uh, Amazon, that's right. Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Uh, DreamWorks. That's right. More that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. You out here in these streets. Uh, but you got into this industry in a very, very interesting way. Why don't you tell people about like? I guess I'll start at the. I always leave this part out, but I'll just say it. When I was a kid, Jaquise, you'll appreciate this. I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Now when, I understand why you leave that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Start with that. Start with so, that. Because I started watching wrestling when I was like nine. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, The Rock and Jericho and all these guys that uh-huh. I like loved. So when I turned 16, I started wrestling in Michigan, like professionally on the independent Oh, team. shit. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. I trained with uh, Truth Martini, who you might know yeah, of. Who yeah. Trained like Zach Gowan. So I did that for a few years. Uh, a lot of politics, a lot of stuff that like I wasn't ready for as a teenager. Uh, so I got out of that, 
went to a trade school for video production. And I attended that school. was like, okay, I'll be like a camera operator or something. And while I was there, we started working with like Final Draft to work, like write scripts for like phone newsrooms. Mm-hmm. So I uh, did that. And then I was like, well, this is cool. And then I found Wait, out did about. Did you just say you was working in fake news? Fake news. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, around the same time, I started watching 30 Rock. And I was like, oh, wait, they work in the writer's room. They get paid to do comedy. Same exact experience. I did not know you could do that. You could do that as a job. Exactly. Yeah. So I, like, went online, found everything I could about writing, and I'm, like, spec scripts and downloaded everything and just read, read, read. So I was like, okay, I want to be a writer. This is I got to figure out how to make this happen. So me and the buddy started doing sketches, and I'm like, you know, Donald Glover blew up, started writing on 30 Rock. Maybe I'll go a similar path. Not the case. So um, I started writing specs, and eventually I was like, okay, I got this stuff, but I don't know what to do with it because I'm just in Detroit. Like, no one's going to come knock on my door looking for specs. So I found out about the Nickelodeon writing program, which is basically a program where you enter it, you send them a spec script, which is basically, for those who don't know, a script of an existing show to kind of show, like, I can work in an existing show. This is how I would use the characters, so on. So... I entered the writing program, or I was planning to. I was like, okay, I'll enter right now. It's May. The deadline had ex- had expired in April. So I was like, fuck, now I got to wait a year. <laughs> so I wrote a script for the league and entered that. And I knew I needed two, so I entered Bob's Burgers as well for if I got to the second round. Uh, basically had to wait six months. They called me up like, hey, out of like 2,000 people, we're picking you as one of the semifinalists. So I kept going through each stage, eventually had to fly out here for three days for interviews at Nickelodeon. Over the course of those three days, I had 13 interviews. Uh, And once I was done, they offered me the position, which is basically like I they moved me out here from Detroit to L.A. I got to work there for a year. So I got to learn from all these like creators and writers and artists. Um, I got to take improv at UCB. with uh, Jessica Eason was my teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to take sketch writing with uh, Justin Michael. Um, so yeah, I got to do like a ton of cool shit over the course of this year. And I worked on the show Harvey Beaks, which was created by Carl Greenblatt, who created the show Chowder that you guys might know. Of course, and, big uh, fan of Chowder, big fan of Chowder. So I got to like work in that room, and I got to write two episodes over the course of like th- being in that room for like two months. And worked on a bunch of other stuff, and that was kind of how my career started out here. And that was in 2015. Now, I want to talk about the fellowship stuff because that's like a thing that I think people kind of chafe at a little bit, right? Like, they go, well, it's impossible, right? Like, why 2000? Like, you know, uh, and I was like that a lot, too. Like, and that's coming from someone who's done a fellowship. Like, I, I like, when Anna wanted to submit us to Sundance, I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, well, yeah, they'll pick us. Like, what value did you find in doing that fellowship program? I mean, why should people take that risk, that jump? To me, it feels like I know for me, I never was going to move to LA. Yeah. Like, period. I, yeah. I wasn't the type of person to just be like, okay, I'm going to pack up and move out there. I couldn't even imagine it. So I kind of had nothing to lose. This is what I wanted. And they're, like, offering it on a platter, and all I have to do is try. Mm. So I was like, well, if I don't try, then I'm never going to get it, so why not try? So it worked out great for me. I got to come out here and learn. I was, kind of like, 
I'm self-taught too. So a lot of times it's like, well, if anybody gets this, it's going to be like the Harvard guy who's a writer and they just, you know, he they knew someone. Like, yeah. Exactly. So for me to get it as just like a self-taught writer who literally like when I moved out here was working at Target as a security guard in mm-hmm. Michigan to like get that and then come out here and get to learn structure and take classes and do things I never imagined I get to do. I mean, anybody would be lucky to have that chance. So if there's a chance you can get it, why not at least try for it? I don't think there's a stronger endorsement for like fellowships than what you just said, right? Cause I think that like we imagine that like they, yeah, like they go to someone who's basically already in the biz, already right. had a staff writing job, but like you're living proof of, yeah, you're in Detroit, Michigan, so fucking removed from what Hollywood is overall. And you still got this like really dope opportunity. Yeah, dude. I and the the fun I was talking about this with somebody else, I think yesterday, about just writers in general and <clears throat> how I feel like it is such a determination hustle where oh, you yeah. are determined because nobody can tell you you can't write, right? In right. general. And and it's just a matter of doing it and then keep hustling until somebody notices and hopefully somebody does right and i think that's so respectable because everybody talks about actors where we you know always hustle and shit like that too but like i is i can i can i can go to an audition and then come home and like i'm done with that shit that's right whereas whereas with the whereas with the writer like you are you kind of have to constantly be right you can't there like i feel like actors we can get lucky right right i don't think writers can get lucky Mm. i i mean they i i think you can be you know the right person can see your shit but i don't think writers can get lucky i think writers are as good as they are because they do what they fucking do, which is continually <laughs> right. And then they go and seek out the, uh, all right, how can I sharpen this tool? How right. can I sharpen what I do? And I know and I know, there's probably going to be some actors who come in for that. And I know actors do that as well. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it's such a respectable thing to, like you say, be self-taught and then let that opportunity ride your wave to where you are now, which is in a pretty dope position as a writer and a creator yeah, here in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. I mean, I, I one of the reasons why we bring in people like you, Jeff, is because I think that there are people who listen to this podcast who aspire to like move to Hollywood and do stuff like that. What is something that, you know, now you're in a position, well, I don't know, can yeah, I talk about what your position is at yeah, your job? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now you're you're in a position at where you work. You work on the show Craig of the Creek, where you're reading other writers' works and people are coming in and all that stuff. What is something in the samples that you're reading that you wish people would like try harder on, or like I want like these people sitting at home who want to do this. Like, what should they be working on right now? Like, what's going to make them stand out and stuff like that? Because you're a head writer and mm-hmm. like. What what are you looking for when you're looking to add someone to the team? I mean, I think a big thing is just story. I think a lot of times people don't understand how important a story is. Mm. You can have all the jokes in the world, but if your story doesn't make sense and it's not cohesive and I don't care about the characters, then I'll chuckle, but I won't remember the story. Mm. So if you can figure out a story, like if you're writing the spec script or if you're writing an original, it's got to be something that's not common, something I haven't seen. You know, like if you're doing a office spec which you never would because it's been off air for so long 
But if you're like, okay, and I got to sell a bunch of paper, like which is what basically my spec was <laughs> initially, then no one's going to remember that because yeah. everyone's doing that. Yeah. But if you're doing a Bob's Burgers, we're like, oh, well, Bob's trying to make uh he's trying to sell, make money for a vacation. So he rents out his store and now they're filming a porno in it. No one's going to forget that story. Yeah. My bosses, and this is so not okay, but my boss's spec script that got them really famous was a full house spec in which the Olsen twins get their first period. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yeah. And it like, people were like, what? Like, or like the 9-11 Seinfeld is like a right. very popular one. And we're like, we're not saying that everyone should take big swings like that. Right. But those are the things that are attractive to a reader because how many scripts do you fucking read a day? Right. And they're never, a lot of times they are very similar and there'll be diff- little differences. And also like, Reading scripts is very time consuming. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not just like, okay, I'm looking at it and I'm done. I have to read it. I have to reread it for notes. After like, I can't just read and be like, oh, well, maybe they should change that here because I don't know what's going to pay off later. Yeah. So if I'm reading a script, I'm reading it at least two or three times, which is like 30 pages on top of all the stuff that I have to do for work, freelance stuff, just trying to relax. You know, so it can be very time consuming. Yo, I got. I want to talk about the show that I know you, uh, or I got introduced to you from. Uh, that Edgar did. I don't know if I can talk about this. You, you, you did something on that. Can I say that? I mean, you guys have already talked about it on this podcast. Okay. So, yeah. uh, I mean, but never in front of you, Jeff. Never in front of you. I'm always listening. It's always in front of me. We're gonna talk about Craig of the Creek right when we get back. Back everybody, we got Jeff Trammell. Mm-hmm. Dope, 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 dope. I always, I'm very bad at names, so I'm, I'm always very hesitant. Uh, no, I'm you're, very bad uh, at saying names. I my, say. uh, I asked my dad once because it's like some people say Trammell, some people say Trammell, and I was like, which one is it? Because I was young, and he's like. I just let him say whatever. It's like, not an answer. Yeah, it's not, not an answer. answer Nigga, tell yeah. me what your name is. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me this name. <laughs> you have a show on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, right? Uh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Cartoon okay, Cartoon so Network. Cartoon Network called Craig of the Creek, which is a show that had that I've seen. I don't have Cartoon Network, so I don't get a chance to watch it as regularly as I would like to. But when I found out Edgar wrote on it, I went to go watch a couple episodes. It's a very fun show, uh, like with diverse characters, which I think is great yeah. because the easiest way to the easiest medium to make a diverse show is animate. Well, that's a lie, but yeah, all you got to do is just draw brown paint. Yeah, let's get some brown paint. Fucking- <laughs> that's it. There's no reason the show should be like not have people of color in it when it is easy when it's as easy as clicking the color that you want them um, to be. Unless brown paint is so expensive. <laughs> I mean, it must Unless be. like they're just like, man, look, we want these characters to be black, but it's killing our budget. It's killing our budget. Can't crack me white for an episode? <laughs> Save us some money. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. So I loved I loved that fact just in general. Now, uh, is it the first show on Cartoon Network to have a black protagonist? Uh it's actually I believe the second. The first is Class of 3000 with Andre. Oh, right. I don't know that show. 
What? Oh, Andre 2007 cartoon, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember class of yeah, 3000. I don't remember that show. It's like a music teacher. Yeah. Went around with a band. Oh. It was kind of like his magic school bus yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, talk to us about Craig of the Creek, man. Uh, did you, did, you're the head writer on it, right? Yes. Did you create it? I did not. You did not create it, but you are the head writer. Tell people just what that is. I know people are like, well, what does that mean? Tell people what that means. Cool. So Craig of the Creek is a animated series on Cartoon Network. Uh, we do 11-minute episodes. It basically follows this kid, Craig, through and his two friends, Kelsey and JP. They play in the creek behind their houses, and it's very like imaginative. They have like little small kid problems that often seem bigger because they're kid problems. And um, I'm the head writer on that show. As the head writer, I basically will work with the creators, Ben and Matt, uh, to figure out like what stories we want to do for Craig and his friends, what'll, what'll work, um, what's some things that we haven't seen before. So we also try to do things that are like, because Craig is a black protagonist, we want to make sure that stuff like that shines through and we're doing things that like people haven't seen before. So when we get to do like big family episodes with Craig's parents or grandparents and you learn like his grandmother fought for civil rights, it's like really important stuff that like people get to pick up on. And we're also trying to introduce more characters all the time that are like people can see themselves in. So we recently did this episode called Sparkle Cadet, which should air soon, uh, in which there is a like magical girl, Sailor Moon type mm-hmm. character who's black. I saw the, which the you internet tweeted loved. a clip of yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so dope. It was really cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh now, and both of you can answer this, but it may be different for animation because animation takes just a long time to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this isn't true for all creators of shows, but I do feel like there are creators of shows who, when they create the show, then they kind of step away. And maybe that's more executive producer than creator, but they step away and don't have as much creative input into the rest of the season or series right mm-hmm. um is that the case do you do you feel like this is your baby now and you have like the creative input or are your creators still very much involved i uh, know ben and matt are super involved cool. in every step which is great because they're super knowledgeable they voice act on the show they okay. handle like you know we do edits and voice records and everything and like they were the two head writers on steven universe which is also uh, a very, like, diverse show. And, like, also about, like, sending out that positive message of, like, not judging people, being open. So mm-hmm. they're, like, their vision is very much this show, which yeah. is great. And I've been able to, like, add to that. But in no way is this my show. <laughs> and and when I want to I wanna be, because I feel like I wasn't clear in what I was saying. And you answered my question. But just to be more clear, what I mean by they take a creative step back, I mean, like, a lot of times... When somebody creates a show, they'll write the first episode, the pilot, and then you get a writer's room. Right. And, like, now you have multiple people. Uh, yeah, I think the, the big difference of what you're talking about is, like, the difference between, like, a creator and an executive producer. Like, where right. Seth MacFarlane might have been the creator and executive producer of The Cleveland Show, but he wasn't as hands-on mm-hmm. on it as he was with Family Guy or something like that. Right. Yes. Or or even, but also with some episodes like that, people, like, let's say, for instance, like uh, Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. The Duffer Brothers wrote, like, they have a clear vision of that. They're sure. probably involved. They wrote the first episode. But then if you go through the series, there are other episodes that the ri- written by is somebody different. But right? they, But the thing that sucks about writing, well, it doesn't suck. Ain't no script 
that goes through that show that the Duffer Brothers didn't rewrite, right. and okay. they rewrite to hell. Okay. Like, I mean, and, not, and it's not a negative thing, but it's like, at the it end of the day, show. it's their show, and okay. no one knows that. So, like, what happens is, especially in narrative rooms, and I don't know if it's the same on Craig. Well, at my experience, it's a little bit of the same. as like, you do something, and then you hand it to them, and they do, Got like, it. their pass on it yes. and stuff like that. Got it. So, does it come to you first as the head writer, and then you send it through? Okay. Yeah. So it'll okay. come to me. I'll kind of give my notes on it. Then we'll see it as a room with uh, the creators. We'll all go through it. So we're always adding to it. And then like with animation, everything's so different because once we finish the premise and outline, it goes to our board artists mm-hmm. and they'll draw and like do dialogue. So yeah. then we'll go back and we'll note that board as a group. So myself, the two creators, and even some of the other board artists will like pitch on it and pitch jokes. So we're always touching it every step of the way. Yeah. So it's so inclusive and hands-on for everybody. It never yeah. really feels like, oh, well, this is my episode. Exactly. It's a group. So many hands touch on it, but the final say will usually always come down From to that head writer or the creator. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Depending, like, because there are some shows where, like, they step away and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, I, like what writing credits mean according to guild standards is like that person wrote the first draft of it. Okay. And they're the ones who get the final credit. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it is weird though. Uh, I've been seeing a lot more just like animation scripts just for voiceover reasons. And it, it, it and this is it, the voiceover game is new for me just in general mm-hmm. where like with acting you go in and you know oh this is a multicam this is a single cam this is this you know how to actually uh, approach the right. audition and I don't know why it's just ignorance mostly but I never thought the same thing for animation and and it's different because obviously that's not multicam single cam but they still have a style. Uh, that you have to adhere to. Right. Uh, for yeah. I was I, one. I I don't know if I can say it, but one, and it was like, hey, this is a much faster show. You need to hit every line of dialogue yeah. like quickly, even the lines where you feel like, uh, you know, oh, take a little breath. No, yeah, hit it quick. Hit it quick. Boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and and it's a, it's a very it's a very uh different game and it's a very different uh feel and I, I really enjoy it as the writers of those type of scripts. Uh, what like what when you talk about all right, I'm writing this and now it gets to the casting. What do you look for in that general term? So usually I'll write up sides for our casting too cool which for those who don't know is basically like here's some lines for the audition i'll write out like this is what the scene is your character is doing this and then i'll try to include like pictures of it so you can kind of see the character and see what oh, they that's very like. nice of you is that not the case because <laughs> most people don't do that interesting <laughs> well i think it helps to know what the person you're voicing looks like so yeah I'll, it I does do it does um and then um basically we'll We'll go through all the auditions, but sometimes it's just about, it depends on the character too. If it's like, well, this character is like a badass action hero, then we need that. Or if this character needs to have, like, we know this character is going to have like some really poignant moments or like some heavy emotion, then we'll try to like give lines that reflect that. So you know what you're working for, as opposed to just like, here he is saying something funny. He's going to have one joke in the whole episode. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, that doesn't help us and that doesn't help the actors. And that's what's tough about uh, sides, right? Is that um, 
it's never usually the whole script. And sometimes you get like audition sides that like give you the whole script as well for context. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you get these sides that are just like the yuckums and then yeah. you see the whole script later and it's like, oh, damn, this guy's going through some dark <laughs> shit or whatever. And then like, yeah, uh, it is helpful. Like, I mean, I'm never envious of who cuts sides. I don't know whose job that is usually, but it's so tough to like give someone a little piece of something when they're kind of auditioning for this whole thing that they don't know what it really is. Right. It's like basically being like, okay, well here you are. And you're like a very lovable character. Everybody thinks you're cool. Here's one line where you say a cool thing. And then the rest of it is just bits. Yeah. You can't tap into like, why do people love this character? Why do people think this character is cool? So I try to spell it out a bit. I mean, it seems helpful. I mean, from what you said, Jaquise, it seems like it it's very, very helpful. helpful. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. What uh, what do you like about writing for animation as opposed to writing for non-animation, uh, or how is it different for you, or is it is it different? It depends because we're a board-driven show, which right, means we just do premises and outlines, and then it'll go to our team. They'll board it out, and then we'll give notes and adjust as needed. And then we still, like, we'll format a script and, like, oh, this joke didn't land, so we'll cut it and so on. But uh, other shows are script-driven, so we'll write uh, premise, outline, and scripts and give it to the board artists who then have a bit less freedom, but they know what they need to hit. Right. So I think um, they're both cool. I think for me, animation's really cool because I can write things and kind of just do whatever like kind of anything can happen even our show that's very grounded where it's just like three kids and like a kind of king of the hill kind of vibe of like this is what it is like they're never going to be suddenly magic or whatever we can still twist that vision by doing kid logic so later when they're fighting like a giant mech made of cardboard it doesn't feel (laughs) absurd or like when a thing falls off a junkyard and explodes you're like well did it really explode or did they imagine explode it so we can kind of go push it a bit further and not have to worry about like, oh, well, we can't do this because the budget won't allow it. We can have stuff blow up in every episode. That is to. that is truly what I did appreciate about like that experience was like, yeah, like truly everything was on the board. And like, even though what I was helping with was a little bit more grounded in mm-hmm. terms of like theme and stuff like that, we still were able to like do some pretty fun, wild yeah. things with it. I will say, however, what really blew my mind and i don't know if i necessarily found that a turnoff was like we pitched the story and then you guys are like all right go write the premise and i was like all right and I'm like all right now write the outline i was like all right bet and they're like all right thank you very much and i was like wait what <laughs> what about the script <laughs> like you know like that was like a new thing for me of like mm-hmm. stopping out outline and then right. like yeah like you said like be- the storyboard artists come up with a dialogue and stuff mm. like that and that was like yeah a very different experience where i was like oh what that's interesting yeah it's also interesting too because you know, animation or cartoons uh, are generally between 6 and 11 minutes. There are some that, obviously, like The Simpsons is a full episode mm-hmm. or things like that, but the classic model of sh- cartoon shorts yes. is 6 to 11 minutes. And it's remarkable when you think about, you know, there are 30-minute shows and an hour-long shows, which are generally 30 minutes is usually about 22 minutes of content, mm-hmm. hour 40, 45, somewhere around there. But you guys tell a complete story with the middle, beginning, and end, and beats, and like yeah, climaxes <laughs> with just 11 
minutes or less to work with and churn and like some of these and, and and still churn out some really great stuff and i'm talking craig the creek i'm talking just animation in general spongebob looney mm-hmm. tune shorts uh a lot of shorts that split the episode in half and get it's two really, solid stories and you get two yeah. solid stories that's, in such a short amount of time it's so remarkable what blew my mind of working with these guys and when like you know like i remember handing in my thing, I was like, oh, there's so much, like, they showed me how much fat I had on it and how yeah. much I didn't need most of it to tell the story that I was mm-hmm. trying to tell. And then watching the episodes and, like, being like, man, this has, like, peaks and valleys and it's only uh, 11 minutes long. I mean, an episode that I really think about is uh, Craig trying to beat his dad at the video game. Yes, Power Punchers. And it's like, such a fucking strong father-son story that is only 11 minutes it's yeah. insane that yeah. you guys pull that off on that show what's even crazier for that is like craig really only interacts with his dad at the beginning and the end of the episode yes because so much of the middle is like i gotta get better at this game help me train at this game yes. so like to figure out a story like that is tough but like when we nail it and you see like you can feel it like oh this this episode's gonna be big because it really like resonates and trying to fit story into 11 minutes is very difficult <laughs> Especially yeah. when you're used to like having the extra padding of 22, because even 22 doesn't feel like a long time to be like, no, right? You know? No, yeah. Uh, what? What is? And I, I don't want to pigeonhole you to just talking about animation because you're a full writer and you write everything. Uh, but before we wrap up on just Craig of the Creek and the animation talk, what are some of the inspirations? Uh, like, did you ever envision yourself? Well, you said you wrote a spec of Bob Burger, so mm-hmm. like that is something you were interested in right from the get. Uh, what were some other inspirations like just growing up or recently as you think about animation that you like to pull from? Hmm. Um, I was a huge fan of Static Shock growing up. Hey, <laughs> so shout out Virgil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a really cool show because that was one of the first shows that I saw with like a black superhero. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a black lead. And that's really cool. The other cool thing about that is like Virgil was Phil Lamar who mm-hmm. works on our show and plays Craig's older brother. Mm-hmm. So every time I see him, I'm trying not to like geek out because I want to <laughs> talk about static stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, like seeing that show and how cool it was, I drew a lot of inspiration from that. Because even they had, like, really, like, not after-school special episodes, but, like, you know, there's an episode where, like, a kid brings a gun to school, mm-hmm. which is insane for, like, 2001 cartoons. And his homie becomes, like, an addict. And it's not, yes. like, the drugs, but, like, it was, like, a superpower kind yes. of thing. Yeah. So, like, they were really, like, open to doing big stories of, like, where we're going to tackle, like, addiction. We're going to tackle, like, drug, uh, not, like, gun violence and stuff. So, like... Seeing that and being like, well, they were able to do that then. How can we do that now is really important and has been like a huge factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think other stuff like uh, Steven Universe, of course, and inclusion and representation has been a huge thing. Um, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I am just really, I always feel really fortunate to be able to do this job mm-hmm. because I didn't. As far as I'm concerned, I should not be here. <laughs> if I hadn't found out about that program, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So every time I can do something like that or I can do something like Power Punchers with Craig and his dad and do like a really 
strong familial like fatherly son father son bond thing too because it's also not a thing that we see a lot in animation is like black fathers and sons together stuff like that really feels important and i try to make sure that it carries that weight and not just me but everyone on the show make sure that it carries that weight because it's important uh i don't think i've ever asked this question but it popped in my head and i think it is super interesting of things that you liked and enjoyed, but it doesn't inspire you. Like, it, you hmm. don't pull anything from it. Uh, like, I'm thinking, like, for instance... If Reality I was, television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm thinking even, like, if I... Like, say, for instance, if I was a writer of animation, I love Looney Tunes. I wouldn't, in a million years, be inspired to write anything <laughs> in that realm of of... of of media of that medium at all so but i, I love it i publicly disagree what do you mean that is that's all i want to say <laughs> <laughs> you disagree that i wouldn't write that uh, i that i just publicly disagree okay yeah yeah, yeah. that's fair <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that like you you enjoyed growing up tv film animation doesn't matter that you feel oh i like this but it's not what I'm aspiring. It's not what I'm inspiring hmm. to to do because I always feel like we think of things that we like from an inspirational. Oh, I want to do that or aspirational, right. yeah, or yeah. aspirational uh, standpoint. But some shit you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like some shit you don't. We never think about That's that. A good question. It is a good question. I wish I had a better answer. I I tried. I don't know. I mean, I feel like because I've been able to work in so many different fields, mm-hmm. even something like that, I've been able to pull from. Yeah. So for like Looney Tunes, for example, which is great because it's not what Craig is at all, but it is a thing I love. I can't apply that here, but I worked on the show Little Big Awesome, which was, like, crazy and anything can happen and, like, Mm -hmm. planets can talk and all of that. So for that, I can pull from, like, wackier stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, the first thing that popped into my head is, like, a thing I loved, but I don't know how much I'd, like, use the inspiration from is Martin. Like, I just love the show Martin. Damn. And I don't know how much I'd be able That's to fair. infuse Damn. him. Damn, you just put a bullet hole in Jakeesa's heart. <laughs> ah, nigga. This episode is over. Thank y'all for listening. I enjoyed Martin, but I find that it has no use to me or society today. I enjoy it. I mean, I say that, but, you know, no, when I do an episode though. where, like, yeah. Craig has a stuffed dog and he's, like, barking at it at people, Man, then maybe I will pull funny from it. episode that was. Uh, that's super fair dope dude well hey everybody including you guys in the room we'll be back talking with jeff trammell about his work in animation jeff this is a question that i ask for everybody i ask of everybody i ask i also ask it for everybody because i'm a man of the people you get a phone call from me i'm sorry i thought this was the wokest for a second (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i'm not woke on this podcast and i'll say something right now to prove it no i won't Uh, (laughs) um you get a phone call from me. Okay. And for some reason in this world, I have a ton of money. And I say, Jeff, I want you to work on whatever you want to work on for whatever amount of money. It could be whatever you want. What is it going to be? Um, I'm rebooting Captain Planet. Whoa. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. Can I be in it? Wow. Of course. I'll audition, but wow. go ahead. No, I want to be in it. Can I have the opportunity to audition? Please. Do you want to audition? Know. Who do you want to audition for? I mean, the obvious answer is Kwame, but uh, do you want that, that or Captain Planet? All right, shit, nigga, please. <laughs> I can't I be Captain. Let me be Whoopi's old character. Let me be Whoopi's old character. <laughs> no, you can definitely be Captain. Planet. You too old to be the one of them kids. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is there any twist? Is there any? Is there anything that you're that you're uh, wokeifying? Are you updating anything like? Or is it just straight up I new mean, episodes of Captain Planet? We're picking up right where we left off. Captain Planet was dope, man. We're going to change That's what it. we all... That's, it's great. That Look, and I want to say I appreciate everyone's answer. I like hearing about what they like and shit like that. This is the best answer I've heard from that question <laughs> yeah, to ask on the podcast. Like, like the media, well, we're just like, oh, yes, we want that <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah, everyone else who's just like, I want to make a project about me, and it's a fee, that's great, but this is the best answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean... We got to change it. There's got to be stuff to change. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I can talk about because I'm very much in the position where I could pitch this and it could happen. And I was going to say, so your company, the company that you work away. for currently is launching a very large streaming platform mm-hmm. where they're going to need a ton of content. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say that, but it's accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about just in the world now with mm. like, you know, global warming and. Like one guy in DC, so like we could talk about all that. I'm sure he'd be a villain, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is a villain who looks like Trump, actually. In the probably. actual, yeah, there's like a pig dude. He's yeah. orange. <laughs> well, we'll bring him back. We'll make him terrible. We'll kill him off in the first episode. Hell yeah. I think we make it a bit edgier too, kind of like when okay. they brought back uh, the Ninja Turtles back in 2012. They made him a bit more like not so. A bit darker, so maybe that's something like that, just to kind of like age it up a bit and not as yeah. like sunshiny. Mm-hmm. Would you would you delve into the kids' lives a little bit more or anything like that? Yeah, Definitely. I feel like there's so much opportunity in Captain Planet that wasn't tapped because it was very formulaic. Yeah, uh, which is still good, so still good, fine. Yeah. Uh, but what I would love is just that that reboot of that damn theme song too, because yes. <laughs> that theme song was just so recognizable and dope. Uh, would you change it, or you didn't answer his question fully? So yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't answer my question at all, Jaquise. You sorry. answered it. Sorry, sorry, guys. You answered it, Jaquise. Sorry, uh, Jeff. Would you like to answer it as well? Uh, no, I bring Jaquise on to help develop it. <laughs> <laughs> my plan worked. <laughs> Nigga, he's gonna be Captain Planet and develop it. <laughs> I'm sitting here with no job. You, you're I'm funding it. You I'm sitting in the you dark. You funded it. Yeah, yeah you funded it. Oh, yeah, I'm funding it. I'm funding it. Executive producer. Executive producer. That's right. And I'm stepping away from the room. <laughs> but every episode will go through me. Uh, would you change any of the the uh, the, the, the rings? Yeah. Oh, man. Because what was it? Let's let's think. Is is earth, earth, wind, fire, fire, wind, water, heart, heart? Yeah. Would yeah. you change any of them? Yeah, we I mean, got we gotta let go of heart, right? <laughs> I feel like we we gotta heart let go would be of the heart. one heart, to let go of. I mean, you know, because it's I, cheesy. It's it so is very cheesy. cheesy. What do you what do you replace it with though? I'm trying to think element wise. What's left? Shit, the internet. But I don't the, care. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, well, we gotta, I don't know because heart isn't an element. Yeah, heart isn't an yeah, element. Bro. Let so it you go. can re- just, you can replace it with anything. Just, into, into just like, a big buff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smolderingness or some shit. I, I mean, I wonder if there's a way you could kind of like tweak them. Kind of like, do you guys remember the Jackie Chan animated show? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, of course, Jackie I, Chan Adventures. Yes. Yeah, I never uh, saw it, but of I course, remember I was it. almost gonna say the the what, how Uncle says his name, but. 
that's not for me to say. <laughs> uh, they had like talismans mm-hmm. that like w- were like speed and strength yes. and stuff like that. Yes, and I wonder if like... there's a way to infuse that in Captain Planet. Uh, okay, and then would you also like how in Jackie Chan Adventures you can combo them? Can you yes. combo some of the that rings? Be, yeah, that'd be okay. Awesome. Look, you sold me, man. You got my money. You got my <laughs> yeah, money. I think this. I think this is dope, dude. And uh, this is a Turner property, correct? Uh, yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah so then... Captain Planet did used to come on cable. Mm-hmm. So then, I'm telling you, man, HBO Max. Let's just send coming. this episode over to the execs. I don't know if you want to send this to your bosses, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want to. I send can. This. I can chop this part up for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can cut this part. But I don't know if you want to let your bosses in on what happens over at Culture Geeks. <laughs> uh, that's super dope, man. Uh, let's talk non-animation. Um, what else? Yeah, I know you. You have worked in, you know, Disney, Nick, Cartoon Network, and stuff like that. Uh, but what's some uh, what's some what's some non animation stuff that that interests you, or what's something that you are looking forward to creating? Oh man, um, I've been like in terms of live action stuff, I'd yeah. love to work on. I'll throw Brooklyn Nine Nine out there. Hey, Carl uh, Tart, hit me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of live action stuff that I haven't been able to dip my toe in that I like to. I mean, like a like a superhero thing would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to watch The Flash. I kind of stopped, but I know people who write on that, and that seems kind of cool to kind of like be able to do something in that realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like DC shows like Titans and stuff or stuff like that I'd love to work on. Um, Spider Man, of course, if mm-hmm. they ever do, you know, if they do the if they do another movie, which I know they will, if they, they do will. a Spider Verse and kind of that's not live action, but. Uh, Anything superhero I want to work on. Yeah. So. What about a departure? What would be a departure for you? Which <laughs> is, I know people don't generally like to depart, but. Well, just tell mm-hmm. them that you're not satisfied with his answers. No, I'm very case. satisfied. <laughs> I'm very satisfied with your answers. I just want to get a full scope. Nah, nigga, come on. What else, bro? What, what else? else? You're not what telling else? me what I want to hear. You ain't telling me what I want to hear. I can't star in any of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear no black people in those. No black people. Uh,. What about um, the half of the cast of The Flash is black, but yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. It doesn't make sense, but it's that's what it is. <laughs> and the only and the only reason I'm asking, and the only reason I'm asking, like, what about a departure? Because I'm thinking of this like from an actor standpoint, where mm-hmm. you know, an actor would like let's let use, and this is an old example, but let's use like Jim Carrey as an example, where he does comedy, 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 right. and then it's like, oh, finally his dramatic turn. Writers mm-hmm. are afforded those opportunities. So much less, right? Yeah. Exactly. They are afforded those. And so when much it happens, less. it's so crazy. And one that happened recently is Craig Mazin, uh, who created uh, Chernobyl, which everyone is going crazy for. Mm-hmm. His credits before that are the three Hangover movies, or yeah. the two later mm-hmm. Hangover movies, which is so insane. But uh, uh, yeah, it happens so much less, right? And I don't, I don't know. Like you both are writers, so as writers, is that something that you think about? Like, what oh, yeah. would be like the what would be because I, I have the things that I like, and I I feel comfortable. Not comfortable is probably the wrong word, but I feel these are the lanes that I, I want to hit, and I, I am, I can hit. Right. But well, what my, would be that, like, art film? I will answer. <laughs> well, it's, it, well, it's not even an art film, but my big departure, that's something, like, I've always wanted to do that, like, it's not in my lane. It would be such a, like, it would be everyone would be like, what the fuck is Edgar doing? Is I've always wanted to do a jukebox musical. That's dope, to, dude. To uh, Panic, Panic at the Disco's first two albums. That would be dope as shit. I've always wanted to do that about like a high, these two guys. That I, I don't know. I'm not going to say what the plot is. Yeah. But I've always <laughs> wanted to do a jukebox, mu- jukebox musical for those 
first two albums. That's that's ago. fucking dope, dude. And that's like way out. Yeah, that's way out. Me. Especially yeah. the musical aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, that's dope. I like that. I don't have a good answer. Like I've been racking my brain about it. Answer, answer, answer! I said. Wow, Jeff, your neck sounds like a plastic bottle. Yeah, there's an answer to that. It is. It's funny because we we have like just. You know, like we we can watch like a Martin, right? And right. then like the next day, go watch like a Record and Four Dream, <laughs> or like yeah. shit like that. You know. But the idea uh, of a creator doing that, but the idea of a creator that, doing yeah, that like, is yeah. so wild, and I don't think it should be. It should and I like I, I I think writers. I mean, people always say actors get typecast, but writers get typecast a lot harder. harder too. Oh yeah. Um, if I went to Jamie right now and said, you know what, I want my next staffing job to be on a drama show, she. She me. would, yeah. She was like, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I mean, is unfair. Even hard to move from animation to live action, exactly. Yeah, and it's even hard to move like so. Like right now, I'm like in the sketch variety world, right? Because like that's like the last two big shows that I worked on. It's even hard to move from that to scripted within yeah. comedy itself. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 kind of crazy, man. I don't envy it at all. Don't envy you guys at all. But I do have a question for you, Jeff. And uh, 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 and I, I want to hear the follow up when you ask it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know that you also read comic books and stuff like that. I'm currently reading Tanahesi Coates's uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yep. And I I have his Captain America on deck for when I I'm done with the Black Panther. Um, is there a comic book run that you would like want to do? Is there a graphic novel for a comic book that you'd want to do? Oh man, um, huh, I would love to do anything with Miles Morales, mm. uh, and that was before Spider Verse. So anything with him, um, I don't feel. I feel like there's not enough of um, just like Blade runs. Yeah, I feel like nobody's really tackling Blade. Yeah, no one's recently. Doing that. They're good take on Blade. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to do something with Blade. Um, okay, y'all might clown me. But there's a like so good uh, current series of Power Rangers comics okay. that are killing it. That like have aged it up. They're like making sure it's dangerous. There's Rangers who die. Like they went full adult. Uh, something like that would be really cool. That's kind of like what I picture for the Captain Planet thing, where it's like, you know, just because you're kids doesn't mean like the world isn't dangerous. Yeah, Stuff can still danger. happen. Okay. So just something like that. I think, uh, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Red Hood, who's a Batman character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a Robin gone bad. Yes, something like that. I love mm-hmm. uh, just like the anti-hero thing. So anything like that, I love to work in any of those comics. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna see Jeff writing on comics soon. That's dope, man. I hope to see both of y'all writing on too much shit too. That's the hope, right? That's well, the dream. Geez, I hope I don't see you acting anything, only because. You're going to be acting in so much, I'm going to say I'm too tired <laughs> to watch anything that Jaquise is in. Or, I hope not or to just see because Jaquise. I won't book anything. No. no. <laughs> I hope not to see Jaquise only because I'm hearing him as a voice actor. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, you know I what, like Jaquise? That. I hope that one day I look and I don't see you there. <laughs> I hope that one day <laughs> isn't we that go they back say in time uh, and you don't exist. Isn't that what they say in, uh, in uh, Good Will Hunting? I haven't yeah, seen Every day I look and I hope that you're not there. I if, I couldn't that's tell the climax, you a single line from Goodwill. <laughs> that's the climax of the movie is because he hopes that one day that the dude grows out of there 
shitty Boston neighborhood. Yeah. So he's like, I want to look, and you're not there. So what's, the difference, what's the difference between that and Dead Poet Society? Aren't those the same movies? Uh, Robin Williams and both of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he and both of them. <laughs> I would say about at least 10, 15 years in age of the kids. <laughs> They're little kids in Dead Poet Society, <laughs> and they grown-ass men in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> They stand on less desk and uh, yeah, yeah. Goodwill in, in Good Hunting. Yeah. Okay, Dead Poet Society is Robert Williams inspires these kids uh-huh. to like you know be more creative than their really strict school allows. Uh-huh. And in Dead Poet Society, I mean, in Goodwill Hunting, uh, Matt Damon is a really smart janitor. Are <laughs> 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 you laughing? Nigga? That's really <laughs> the plot of the movie. And Robert Williams got knots for both of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, really, my question is valid. Aren't they the same movie? <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> Jeff, what is, uh, what's some other shit that, just real brief, what's some other shit that you are, that you're loving right now? What's some other stuff? It doesn't yeah, you got any recs that you want people to check out yeah. and shit like that? I mean, big fan of Childish Gambino. Hey. Yo, we were at that concert. Yes. Yeah, we were both at yeah. the concert, yeah, which yeah, is dope. Yeah. You had the VIP joints. It wasn't know? worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm mad at that nigga because didn't he do? Uh, didn't he go to Coachella? Yeah, yeah. After yeah. he was like, "This is the last this one." This is the last, last one. one. And then that nigga at Coachella in like four months. Yeah, fuck Man, you. Man, he's doing other shows afterwards. He's probably going to tour again soon. Yeah, but like, it was was the whole was the whole thought. I think you said this, Edgar. That the whole thought was. Uh, uh-uh, that he's just gonna change the his name and like something that. like that, or it, I think like it's like what people do at the Inner Sanctum at UCB sometimes. We're like last show, and then everyone comes and checks out the show, but they're just like we're just waiting to hear if we got renewed or not, so our show can come back. And <laughs> thank you for checking it out. Like you know, yeah. TV shows do that too. They're just like this could be the last episode right. ever. We don't know, and then mm-hmm. the ratings go up, and like oh, we got renewed. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And so you're like, saying he a lying ass motherfucker? I'm saying he's a marketable man. <laughs> Uh, Childish Gambino Yeah, uh, yeah I love so that Love Childish Gambino Listening to all his music Probably won't see Lion King mm-hmm. um, Which is the right choice I wanted to ask about that How do it. you how, Yeah I was gonna say How do you feel about Lion King I'm gonna go see it uh, Because I, I enjoy Lion King and I, I'm very much of the You know if you wanna go see it Go see it if you don't Don't yeah. uh, okay. But I also think that Now listen I'm not saying that you should see this and not see other shit that needs your money. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. Um, but what I am saying is I, I hate the argument of it looks so bad, blah, 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 because like it is so hard to watch some of these things when you take just a single clip and then pull it out of context and watch it on like your fucking phone screen. Right. As opposed to, and, and listen, I say that 100% admitting that I did the same thing with Aladdin. Like, I was like, this shit looks terrible. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, it looks terrible. And when I went to go see the movie, when you watch it in context and you're Mm -hmm. there and you're with the flow of the actual thing, you're like, and then you actually watch it in a medium that it was meant to be seen in. I'm like, oh, damn, this looks better. It sounds better. And, like, I actually enjoy this. So because of that, I'm giving Lion King the benefit of the doubt in that concept. And also, like, it's just going to be an enjoyable two hours for me. Sure, but I, I also feel like, and I know that Jeff was just like, let me throw this wrench in real quick <laughs> and see this argument real quick. I want to see it. I've never experienced Culture Kings live before. Uh, I also think that you can't not admit 
that there is a less magical sense to it. And I think that that is like, like that is what I, it wasn't that I was just like, oh, this looks like it's in poor quality. Like that's not what that side-by-side revealed to me. That side-by-side literally revealed to me that the kinetic magical energy of that Akuna Maxada song is missing in that live action remake. And I know why it's missing because it's supposed to be a more a little bit grounded take and mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to have the nigga doing flips and shit <laughs> with how they're making it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's a big element to the movie that's going to be missing for me. But here, here's why. And listen, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. But I think I just pull back to my original argument, which was that might change when you actually watch it within the flow of the actual movie. Like when I, you get to that part in the movie like i haven't seen it so i don't know but like i'm i'm i am assuming that when you get to that part of the movie not only are you acclimated to actually seeing these characters as is you know the voices you you i mean we all know the story but when you get to it the feeling of now this is the time to see this but i'm speaking purely visual i'm speaking sure. purely visual and that there are visual gags in that lion king's movie that are going to be missing from this sure. because of the way that they shot it and like and I, and then like and that's not even my biggest gripe against the movie my biggest gripe against the movie is that there's no need for it to exist and that's something that no one can ever like you know retaliate with me against and it's like that I I just get so disappointed in obvious cash grabs, and yeah. this is an obvious cash grab. Yeah, I mean, look, th- this is an obvious cash grab. I will say these remakes have been getting better. Uh, like I really enjoyed Aladdin. I haven't seen this one. I might have people. Everybody I've heard who's seen it has said they enjoyed it. Not many people have said, "Oh, I, I thought the shit was great." A lot of people have said that. So I, it, of course, it's a cash grab, but it's Disney. like so if anybody's going to cash grab at least like give me the devil i know uh so like if you're gonna hit me up for a cash grab at least it's the devil i know Mm. so for so in that aspect i don't mind it whereas i i also have been gotten on the cash grab train too and i hate it but like if a24 popped out with a cash grab then i would be like okay but if Disney, their whole fucking entity is a cash grab. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I strongly disagree with that. But I understand, like you know, you ride for Disney. You know, you're wearing that Mickey right now. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this fashionable but I Mickey. think I think we have at some point we have to say no. I mean, I I listen, and yes, does Disney come out with original shit? I think Disney has not gotten as much credit uh, over the past few years for you know trying to create more diverse shit um that's just, dope and, i and, fuck with that yeah, i'm not yeah, coming yeah. for pixar i'm not coming no, no, for no. any of that shit no no i, I know this. you're not i know you're not but at the end of the day disney is still a let's give the people what they want entity i mean look at disney parks all the shit they're creating there is cash grabs. Yeah. The Star yeah. Wars shit is a cash grab. Of All course. of it is a cash grab. Great. It's, but, so, but I'm admitting this admitting still a devil. But here's the, the thing about Disney Parks is, is Disney Parks putting an independent amusement park runner out of business? Like, that's what I'm, that's more what my fight is, is that these cash grabs literally get in the way of indie movies. And like, sure. that is something that people like, you know, like, I, that's, that's what it is for me is, yeah, Unless there's like some indie park owners that's like, you know, I was gonna open up a park, 
a space theme park and then goddamn Disney open like that, 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 that that's to open up an amusement park you got to be a bajillionaire anyways right but with these Disney movies is literally multiple screens for Lion King hurts Last Black Man in San Francisco mm-hmm. hurts the farewell hurts projects like that mm-hmm. and obviously you can enjoy both but I'm talking money, and that's all I've ever been talking about. I'm not yeah. talking about enjoyment. I'm talking about money, which is why when Quinta was just like, you can enjoy both. I'm like, yeah, Quinta, you can because you ain't have to pay to go see those movies. You're <laughs> right. Quinta Brunson. You got in. But the public goes and they pay, and then like it's like the same thing with like Annihilation. Like I saw that Annihilation tweet, and everyone's just like, why are you shitting on Annihilation saying it only had 10 fans? Uh, I went on to Wikipedia, and I looked at the, what the budget of the movie was. Budget was 40 mil. It made 43 mil. So how hard is it going to be for Alex to make another movie like that? Yeah. It's going to be pretty fucking hard for him to make another movie like that. But everybody went and watched Rogue One, which I know Annihilation better than Rogue One, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have another problem pitching a Star Wars movie. I, That's what it is for me. I'm just right. talking about money. I, 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 I feel that. I feel that. I think that, unfortunately, it is a what I like to call a circle argument, whereas one feeds off the other. Like, and, and it, people, Disney is going to keep making this shit because people are going to keep watching it. And people are going to keep watching this shit because Disney's going to keep making that's it. That's why I'm talking and, to the people. I'm right. talking to the people. Stop watching them. Right. And I guess that's the easy solution. I guess that's the easy solution is to tell people to stop watching them. But I'll use, I'll use an argument that you've used uh toward me before when we talk about big bang theory for instance mm-hmm. where like unfortunately think about all those people like in the middle of the country right sure where like they only go see one movie uh, every two or three like months right. like what movie you think they go and go see the lion king right sure. and like so i think it's that same thing where like you say, in that aspect, where those people just come home from work, they don't want to watch the shit that we like in our bubble and stuff. But, but Farewell isn't, like, I understand that. I'm not telling them to go watch some challenging shit. No, Farewell is no, no. a nice, fun movie. I know, nice no, I'm not movie. saying challenging. I'm just saying, like, those type of people are going to just watch what they know, and they're going to watch the shit that is easily presented to them. I think we're not, and giving, as long them, as, I think we're not giving them enough credit. Probably not. Probably not. Because, I mean, like, when we talk about Sorry to Bother You, for instance, and, like, there's people who hit us up, even on, like, social media. It's like, man, I wish this was available in my town, right? So, yeah, I think, like, if if these people had more access to these uh, films, that hopefully more people would see them. Do you know what creates that access? People watching it. And we saw it with Get Out, right? Get Out was not released in a lot of theaters. Yeah. People stormed the theater. It they widen the release. Mm-hmm. It's on us. Look, you, we can't blame anybody else anymore. It's yeah. on us. Stop watching these remakes. Like I, I'm telling y'all, or at least if you're gonna watch these remakes, watch. I think go watch Lion King, but go watch Last Black Man twice. Like let's let's have a movie tax on it. Like truly, if you want to enjoy these, understand that you have to enjoy this at the cost of the other. And I know people are gonna say that's not true. It is fucking true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. Mm-hmm. Like these theaters want to make money. I think your biggest argument is that just people just don't care. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, people like I. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody is. I think for us, you know, especially right. us three here in the room, we want these movies to be seen more. We want because we know 
we know the deeper meaning of what it means. It means that more people who look like us can have the opportunity to yeah. create these things, yes. right? Yes. Uh, we get that. We so like I I get your argument like one hundred percent. Then don't go watch Lion. I'm going to watch it. Still. But then here's what here's what I say <laughs> is that you get my argument. You get my argument though. You go you get my argument though. But answer me this: Have you seen Last Black Man in San Francisco? I tried to. I tried to, and then they ripped my tickets from me. What do you mean they ripped your tickets from uh, I got free tickets to go see it. I, went, I got tickets to go see a screening, and I was prepared to go. And the day before, they was like, actually, we ran out of the tickets, and you were on. You were one of the well, last then, ones. Nigga, don't go watch it for free. Uh, That's against my whole argument. <laughs> I mean, shit. Uh, go watch but that. Like go, Quinta, go. I had the opportunity to watch it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. And, and I just I haven't. I, honestly, like, I'm going to be Because that was my you. beef with Zig, too, when Zig was coming for me when I said more people are going to watch the trailer for Avengers than oh, watch yeah. Beale Street. And he got mad at me. Ask that nigga Zig if he's seen Beale Street yet. I mean, it's, on, you know, TV. it's on TV. And you, know it's on Hulu, times, right? and you know how many times he's watched fucking Avengers at this point? <laughs> yeah, Ask that nigga if he's seen Beale Street yet. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he has. I've seen Beale Street. I'm so sorry. <laughs> stop, hitting, stop hitting Jeff's neck, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. I look, man. I, 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 I. I'm not refuting your argument. I am just saying that. I don't know. What I'm, I'm just saying that. I mean, I'm trying to say this not in the flipping way. So I'm trying to find the words. I'm not refuting. I don't your want argument. words. I don't want words. Go watch the movie. I'm not refuting your argument. I think you're. I think you're right. People go watch should go watch these movies. You should go. I, I don't. I'm I just talking to you now. You I should think, go watch these movies. I think. I all right. Here's 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 my final argument on it. I look at this argument, and this is probably unfair because it's not black and white. It's not apples. It's apples and oranges, probably. But I look at this argument. Uh, let's use sports. We like sports. Uh, athletes getting paid versus teachers getting paid, right? Sure. The argument of uh, why do these athletes make all this money? We should be paying our teachers more. And that's 100% true. We should be paying our teachers sure. more. But not at the expense of paying athletes less that's not the answer sure uh sure so but the difference between athletes and teachers in this argument is that teachers are in a space where they can make as much athletes this is the, the difference between those two arguments right is they that can like, what? say that like last part again? that uh that uh so basically what you're saying is like i remember we had this argument before and we talked about it teachers aren't banking on a billion dollar corporation and stuff like that right, right. like that's what an athlete is doing which is why they're getting paid that much is right. because they're profiting that much money yeah in this world Mm-hmm. With indie movies and studio features, indie movies have the opportunity to create that much profit. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are driving that profit, right? So, but but my larger argument is, I I we we have the bandwidth to have one exist without lessening the other. You don't have to lessen the other. Lion King gonna make money whether you watch it or not, Jakey. Right. But you ain't seen Last Black Man in San Francisco. That's my simple right. point. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you can I talk will to see me, it. But... I will see shit, it. Shit, nigga, when? That, when that <laughs> shit come on Hulu. Damn, uh, damn fuck you, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Streaming, streaming That's what hit. I'm saying. Streaming hit. That's what I'm saying. But I have seen, but like this is, that's the, but like that is one of the rare ones I haven't seen. I generally go see all the other ones so like it's not like i am this this is the one I'm example sitting here i'm uh, sitting here you replied to that tweet but you ain't seen last black man this is the one example i think you can see all four i think you can see all four you haven't 
Oh shit! Because I tried. That, that shit ain't in AMC. <laughs> you nigga. tell me you can, but I know you're gonna see Lion King. Listen, that's because it's Lion King AMC. If Lion King was only at the ArcLight, I wouldn't go see that bitch because I pay well, for there A-list. You go. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, then there you go. And last black man standing well. ain't in all the theaters, so I'm gonna go watch that shit when I can see it for free. Okay. There you go. <laughs> like you I'm go. going to watch Lion King they, for free. They, it's not for free. You're paying for it. I'm you're, paying for A-list. Man, A-list has paid for itself already. I've that, seen so many movies. A-list has paid since since about March. Every movie I see for the rest of the year is free. <laughs> I know that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I, listen, you're not you're not wrong. These 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 things do need to be seen more. Uh, I don't. I I think I look at it from the standpoint of. Uh, if I'm gonna hype one thing up, I don't need to do it at the expense of uh, disparaging another thing. And I'm not saying that's what you did, uh, but like I, I, I generally approach things that I want people to see from a standpoint of go see this. There's no conditions on it. You should see it because it's important. Period. Right. Uh, and that's not a right way. That's just my way. Uh, sure. So, so yeah, you're you're not wrong, but. Yeah, I'm going to go see Lion King next Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be magical, and I can't wait to tweet about it and for you to respond angrily. Uh, Jeff, you're yeah. not going to go see it, though. Jeff, we've completely amazed you. I mean, it's fine. I've just been watching. I mean, I listen to we, it all the time we've anyway. Had, so we've, had two, we've had two episodes back-to-back where our guests just sat here for at least a 10-minute span <laughs> while me and Edgar just, like, talked <laughs> for a very long time. You where do you where do you just real quick, where do you stand on um, this side of the argument? I'm probably not gonna go see it just because it looks like it doesn't have that it doesn't have the the joy in it that I'm picturing mm-hmm. from the last one. I saw the side by side comparison too. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing that's bumping me about it is I saw Favreau's Jungle Book and it felt like it did have that. So yeah. I don't know what's missing in the clips I've seen from Lion King. You very well could be right that, like, I haven't seen it, so I'm not acclimated to it. And if I do see it, I'll be like, oh, I see what they're going for because I've had time to fall into what these characters are. Mm-hmm. But right now it just looks very joyless and bland. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's not the case. Maybe you'll tweet about it and I'll be like, oh, okay, it's good. Maybe. I'll wait for it to go to streaming. Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Jeff Trammell, T-R-A-M-M-E-L-L. How can people watch your stuff? You can watch Craig of the Creek on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Nice. It's also on the Cartoon Network app, which is a very, very fun app. Yeah, it's great. You can play video games to earn points and unlock more episodes. Do you have to pay for that app? No. Do you have to pay for the episodes? No. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Then I can watch it. Yeah, the the episodes up on there are free. Oh, shit. There's a limited amount of episodes. It's usually, uh, but uh, there's a lot of free episodes on there. Okay. Dope. Oh, that'll be my chance to watch more of it. Dude, thank you for coming on and listening to us argue for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> we were about to wrap this up, and then you asked that one question. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Uh, yeah, I was extending it. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been yeah, awesome. dude, this has been dope. Hey, you know what else is dope? Go hit up Twitter and hit up Edgar Montplazier and tell him I'm going to go see The Lion King or I'm not. At Edgar Montplazier on Twitter, at Alphagram on the gram. Go ahead, at Jaquise Neal. Uh, and show him screenshots of what B 
Beale Street made in theaters. Show them screenshots of what Last Black Man in San Francisco made in theaters. Go ahead and show them at what Ava DuVernay's movies made in theaters and let Jaquise know yeah, that he's that out last? there going to go watch Lion King for the fourth time. What was that last what Ava a movie? big ass popcorn. Wrinkle in Time. Man, I gave Sleeping Beauty. Or what was it, Wrinkle in Time? I gave that a chance, bro. <laughs> gave that a chance, man. Let's show Jaquise the numbers. Show Jaquise the numbers that those movies made in theaters. You ain't got to show me. I got Google, niggas. Uh, <laughs> summer is here go ahead and hop on our dope 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 clothing uh, you can do that over at tpublic.com slash culture kings let's ride out to a deep cut for the week Jeff hit us up with a deep cut of the week let's do uh, Donnell Jones where I want to be Ooh, is that now that's not the love and basketball one but it was around that same time frame about a cheating ass nigga <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I like I like that Jeff picked an artist that is not as well known, giving her her shot. See, you don't even know it's a man. Uh, I don't. That's how I don't. That's how much I don't know about the person. And I'm you glad have been, you have been listening to the Childish Gambinos and the popular cash grab. Childish Gambino popular now, but you ain't listening to the indie artists out here trying to make it, Edgar. <laughs> Let's ride out to I'm, I'm, I'm upset that my phone uh, text, uh, uh, speak to text, opened up, and now that entirely stupid Jaquise Frank is in my fucking messages. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride out to Donnell Jones, where I want to be. We'll be back. Be alone. But when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, oh I feel so sad. She's crying apart to me.